Well, good morning, everyone. So we, we have that as like our theme song for an all-age service. It's better together, isn't it? It's lovely to all be together. So let's just start with prayer. Lord Jesus, we, we thank you that you are sovereign, that you are Lord, and that you are in control. And Lord, we give you this service. We pray for open hearts and changed lives that you'll um, speak to us and that we will encounter you in a special way all together this morning. Amen. Okay, Charlotte's going to come and do our reading for us. We ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, and rightly so, because your faith is growing more and more, and the love all of you have for one another is increasing. Therefore, among God's churches, we boast about your perseverance and faith in all the persecutions and trials you are enduring. All this is evidence that God's judgment is right, and as a result, you will be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you are suffering. God is just. He will pay back trouble to those who trouble you and give you relief to those who are troubled and to us as well. This will happen when the Lord Jesus is is revealed from heaven in blazing fire, with his powerful angels. Thank you, Charlotte. That was from 2 Thessalonians 1, 3 to 7. So, because it talks about um, always giving thanks for our brothers and sisters, I thought that this would be a really good opportunity for us to say thank you to everybody for being here Just turning up makes so much of a difference, doesn't it? It encourages us all. We're all together. We're part of this family. And when someone's not here, we miss you, you know. And also, a massive thank you to all of our volunteers because, you know, you do an awful lot and we couldn't run without you all. So thank you. So, got a little quiz type thing now for you to discuss so, it, well, it's not really a quiz. It's reasons that you're thankful in awkward situations. So if you want to get into little small groups or sit with the person next to you and discuss these. So I'm going to give you different situations. And <laughs> you two not talking to each other. <laughs> and I'm going to read out a situation. And you've got to think about how you could have a thankful attitude in this circumstance. So if the dishwasher goes wrong and you have to do all the washing up by hand, what are the things that you could be thankful for in that situation? (laughs) Talk amongst yourselves. (laughs) Okay, what about this next one? If you've saved up all your pocket money to buy a new hamster, but he dies, (laughs) what could you be thankful for in that situation? Okay, let's move on to the next one. That one's a bit horrible. So you or your dad or your mum loses their job, so you can't afford to go on holiday this year, and you have to give up some of the fun things you do. What could you be thankful for in that situation? 
If you fall over and break your leg on the first day of the summer holidays, what could you be thankful for there? Okay, what about this one? So if you live in a really hot country in the middle of a drought and all your crops are dead and you've got nothing to eat and not enough water, what could you be thankful for there? If you live in a really hot country with a, in the middle of a drought and you've got nothing to eat and not enough water, and the crops are all dead. What could you be thankful for? What about if your boss is really strict with you and you're often for punished for doing things that you didn't even do? <laughs> you hurry straight to town, straight after work or school, but the shop that you really needed to go to is closed by the time you get there. What could you be thankful for? <laughs> One for the teenagers here. Your parents have to go out. They say you have to stay in and babysit for your younger siblings. But you really wanted to go out to a party, but you can't because you have to stay in. What could you be thankful for there? find your work really hard and your boss or your teacher is always on at you because she doesn't realise that you're really struggling and thinks that you're just messing about. What could you be thankful for there? Okay, last one. You wanted to, d to have a really good part in the play but you've ended up standing, or it could be in the choir, you end up standing in the back row, joining in with just two lines that everyone says. What could you be thankful for there? <coughs> well, those situations could, you get, could get you in a really low, depressed state, couldn't they? Okay, so a bit earlier Charlotte read from 2 Thessalonians and that was written by Paul and Timothy and Silas to the people of the church in Thessalonia, um, the Thessalonians, and it was written to encourage them to have um, continued courage and consistent conduct. You know, we've got to um, keep looking up to God and keep looking forward to his return 
but not just sitting around being lazy, waiting for it. We've got to be active in spreading the gospel. You know, and Paul, had he'd been through a lot, hadn't he? He was always telling people about Jesus and healing people and reaching out to help people, and he got thrown into jail for it. I mean, I don't know that I would have been sitting there praying and singing hymns to God if that had happened to me. And in all those tough situations, it's very easy to get withdrawn into ourselves, isn't it, and to get down. But he was singing praises to God, and when we thank God... It just lifts us, doesn't it? And we have that forward thinking, that um, an attitude of gratitude. So going back to the reading that we read earlier, it's, it started by saying, we ought to always thank God for you, brothers and sisters, and rightly so. So it's something that we should be doing regularly. We ought to be doing it. It's something that... It's easily forgotten, isn't it? But we always need to encourage each other and be thankful for everything. You know, so if somebody's handing out the teas and coffees, then don't forget to say thank you or, you know, whatever it is, whether it's collecting the chairs up or whatever job people are doing, it's always good to encourage each other, isn't it? And I know when I'm encouraged, it really spurs me on and helps me to do a better job. And they're saying thank you for the growth that's been shown. And we've been talking about the fruits of the Spirit with the children over the last few weeks and how we grow in the fruits. And, um, you know, it, it helps us to mature as we grow. We bear this wonderful fruit and we need to be thankful for that when we see something in someone. When, when I was working as a teacher... We used to have to, when we were marking the children's work, we had to write down three things that we really um, liked. It was called three stars and a wish. So you wrote three really good positive things that they'd done in their work and then something to aim for. And um, do, we, do we talk to people with um, encouragement and put things in a positive sandwich if we've got something critical to say. <laughs> it's important, isn't it? <laughs> People always remember the negative, so it's important to counsel that out with all of the good stuff. And then it, it goes on and it talks about um, how he boasts about their perseverance. You know, something that we can do to encourage people is tell other people of all the good things that are happening. That's why in our weekly updates, emails each week, it's, it's really nice to hear about how things are going and to give that encouragement and to shout about what people have been doing and giving our testimonies. It's all really important, isn't it, to encourage each other. It shows good role models. And then it says in verse 5, it, it talks about um, being counted worthy. And that's an honour, isn't it? Because of the growing faith and love and perseverance through all those trials, um, it shows that we're on fire. We're not cold or lukewarm, but we're in the world. We stand out and we're counted worthy because of, of the good works that we're doing. We're daring to be different. 
And when we go through those tough times, it, it might be part of God's plan, mightn't it? We need to be thinking, what is God teaching us through this? Triana, your verse was, God is good all the time. And he's, we need to keep holding on to that, don't we, through those bad times? Because it's very easy to blame or be negative. But what's he teaching us through this? You know, God is a just God. He's good through the highs and the lows. We were singing about that last week, weren't we? God is good through the highs and the lows. Um, His timings and plans are perfect, even though we might not understand them. There's that verse, isn't there? Um, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make our paths straight. So our problems help us to look upwards and forwards instead of inwards. Mark 13 says, um, we don't know when Jesus will return, so don't be found sleeping. Keep watch and be awake. And Philippians 3.13 says, forget the past, look forward, strain to win the race and reach the prize. So tough times helps us to build a strong character. You know, what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. Provides us opportunities to help others as well when they're going through tough times. We can look forward to heaven. This is not our home. The Israelites, they lived in tents, didn't they? And it was to remind them that this wasn't their home. They were supposed to be moving forward into what God had for them. They weren't to settle, they were to keep looking to God. He's our home. And there's that song, isn't there? That what if the trials of this life are your mercies in disguise? Because this isn't our home. It's to remember that actually our home is with God. So we can be thankful. So in the meantime, we've got to be active spreading the gospel, reaching out to help people in need, building the church, being together, encouraging each other, loving each other, and keeping on growing in faith, perseverance, and love. So I wonder if there's one thing that you could do this week to help others and to be an encourager. While I was preparing for this, the day after, when I was reading through my Bible app, um, there was a quote from J.B. Phillips, and it said, it's heartening to remember that this faith from the early church took root and flourished amazingly in conditions that would have otherwise killed anything less vital in a matter of weeks. These early Christians were on fire with the conviction that they had become, through Christ, literally sons of God. They were pioneers of a new humanity, founders of a new kingdom, and they still speak to us across the centuries. Perhaps if we believed what they believed, we might achieve what they believe. And Pete Pete Gregg's prayer after that was, Lord, I'm ashamed to admit how often I fail to rejoice merely because the music is a little off-key or the song choice seems dated or too modern or I'm feeling a bit grumpy and tired. Unlike Paul and Silas, when I'm rejected or constrained, 
my tendency is to blame you. Help me instead to respond to the difficult things in my life today with a defiance nevertheless of praise and thanksgiving. Amen. Yes, Lord, we, we pray that you will set us on fire, that you will help us to be burning for you and close together like embers need each other to keep the fire going. If they go on the outside, they get cold and they don't work anymore. Help us to keep together, to be united, to love each other and to burn for you, to help others, to be encouragers and to keep positive. Let's say the grace together. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forevermore. Amen.